this episode, we introduce ourselves, let you in on why we decided to start this podcast, share what we've been up to in lockdown, and talk about our experiences living across the world from each other in a pandemic. Hi everyone, you are now listening to our podcast for a while. We are just two Filipina 30-somethings and I'm Andrea and if you hear something the world, that resonates, trying to find love for our you to way let us know. figuring out what that means for us. Our podcast is where we take a little break to regroup, share what we've learned, and find new ways to move forward. I'm Kirsty. Welcome, or welcome back, to For a While. In this episode, we carry on talking about what life has been like lately, including what our lockdown routines entail. Or do we even have one? This conversation carries on from episode one, so if you haven't checked that out yet, you might want to give it a listen after this one. Anyway, yeah. enjoy the episode. How so because of the lockdown, yoga alliance, I know, because I remember, you know, I saw you at Christmas and you said you were going to go to Bali for it. Teachers. They how was it? How is it? Is it still going on? How is it going online? on? With, I did with that it and... It was nice because it's this is gonna sound bad, but <laughs> it's a low effort way of getting yoga teacher training, meaning I didn't need to get dressed for like lectures and stuff. And I basically just had to do practice basically just had to practice on my own. Um and then of course the teacher was there. Um the good thing about it is it's a lot more personalized, unlike in a group training uh, on site right, okay. where the teacher doesn't really get a chance to observe you, doesn't really give you personalized feedback. Here it's more of I can send a video to my teacher anytime and then she can critique me. And that's how it's been. So I basically had to do a 20 minute class in a video format and then my teacher would critique me and from what I understand that's not actually something that you can do when you're on site you don't really get that level of attention but then again that's also specific to my teacher so I think it's different for every school but that's something that you have to take advantage of when you're in lockdown so that's one of the good things that came out of it and because of that I've gotten the confidence to teach online classes and I've been teaching online classes for free I taught for like a month and then let's see if my schedule allows me to teach again just so I can get some practice in but otherwise like teaching online classes has been satisfying because it, it gives you feedback it forces you to commit but at the same time it's something that I need to get used to because planning the sequence for a class it's not easy and it's something I have to get into the groove of so there that's awesome mm. I, I I did try to sign up to one of your classes but they were just I think the time the time difference was just awkward because there was one that I was looking at that would have been like at 6 a.m. <laughs> And yeah, for example, in the Philippines, there's one studio that they've decided to go all online. It's a little better at the moment. But and from what I've seen, like in Singapore and Hong Kong, they've had fitness studios and yoga studios open only to close down again because one of their attendees has gotten COVID. So they've had to close down and re-sanitize. 
So it does seem like everybody's going to be online more, which is interesting because some people I know like they didn't really believe in doing yoga classes online because how can somebody cue you on alignment? But mm. we've been forced to adapt. And I think it's good because it's forcing us to be more creative, forcing us to be more open. And I think especially in the context of the Philippines where it's so hard to get around because of all the traffic, we're being forced to maximize our time and be more efficient. And the internet people are really looking more to the internet to make that happen so i think that's a good thing and more people are venturing out and doing their own thing getting the confidence to run their own fitness practice so it's allowing them to be more independent and hopefully that will allow them to make more money because you're not limited to the number of people you can admit in a studio And as well as studio costs, you know, I've I've heard of a lot of businesses have just given up their office spaces because one, obviously it's an additional cost at the moment. And if you're making less mm-hmm. money, you know, that's yeah. a place you can cut yeah. if people are working from home now. But yeah, potentially yeah. you could start a fitness business without a space or a studio, which is interesting, but also a good way to do it a good way to do it going forward i like the idea of waking up and just doing what you need to do in your living room for example yeah i agree i think even before the lockdown i've really been just you can just do that without having to travel (laughs) or get ready or just to exercise or drive you know what i mean you just show up naked if you wanted to and then just um no because <laughs> no because I didn't want to have to like dirty my mat with all my sweat more than I had to. So, Do you? But you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. Why did I say thank you? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, it's a yeah, visual there for you <laughs> you're welcome uh, oh carry on okay yeah so what I'm really curious about is how mm-hmm. living in Singapore is different to living in Hong Kong because I always think of Hong Kong and Singapore as some of the like top places potentially to live in Agreed. Asia. For me anyway. Like obviously people have different preferences. But I always think of Hong Kong as being quite a cool place to live in Singapore mm-hmm. as well. I think that of Seoul in South Korea as well as being like, oh. I went to Seoul um, I've only ever been once to Seoul. I've been to Korea twice, but once to Seoul. And I was there and immediately I thought, I think this is my favorite mm. place in Asia now. <laughs> Not that I've been yeah. to everywhere in Asia, obviously, but it was like instantly awesome. I loved it. But other con- other yeah, cities I'm that I think lucky well to would be really cool to live in is Hong Kong and Singapore. And to still so be in Singapore what are right your now? sort of Just pros assuming and cons that there's no COVID? Really, the pro really curious of Hong Kong is I feel for some reason, and places. I don't know 
and I don't know if it's because of the lockdown that I'm experiencing in Singapore now. Well, not really lockdown. We're in the second phase of circuit breaker. But in Hong Kong, I just felt so free to move around more. And I loved how compact it was. And I love how there's just so much visual stimulation because you have the skyscrapers. And I really loved riding the ferry to get from Hong Kong Island to Kowloon. That's my favorite part. And I love the weather because they have cold season there and it's and it's really nice. It's a nice break from the humidity of the rain and it does have a rainy season. The con of living in Hong Kong is that it's so tiny in terms of your living spaces. Living spaces are just through the roof there. It's really expensive to live there and even with the space that you have, it's tiny. So you're kind of forced to go out more, which is what we did. And especially during COVID, when we were able to go out more during COVID and somehow it was business as usual. But of course, in Hong Kong, I felt safe there because everybody knew to wear masks, especially since SARS was such a big thing for Hong Kong how many years ago that they knew which precautions to take. They were the first people to mask up really. So it felt safe to go around there. Everybody knew what was at stake, so everybody was really careful. And in Hong Kong, we ate out a lot because our apartment was so tiny. It didn't make sense to eat at home where we lived in a tiny shoebox studio apartment with no space basically between the kitchen table and our bed. It was just so tiny. Here in Singapore, I'm cooking in a lot more and because Singapore is actually more digitally savvy than in Hong Kong that I could have everything just delivered to the doorstep and I basically could live my life as a hermit if I wanted to like I didn't really need to go out but of course I'm forcing myself to go out because like I need the sunlight like I can really tell the difference when I don't have sun exposure yeah that's true and then our space is a lot bigger so we're more comfortable here to stay in than we are in hong kong it's a lot stricter in singapore with a circuit breaker now you see i haven't been out all that much i haven't been exploring as as much as i have in hong kong and looking back i'm surprised at how much i went out in hong kong especially since i moved there in the middle of basically a civil uprising and there was so so much of the protests were happening and they were really escalating in violence Mm-hmm. Yeah, every day. Every day, uh, there's a there's a protest happening somewhere. Mm-hmm. But COVID yeah, I saw your, put a stop your videos to that, on that. I don't know now. With, it seemed quite scary because you'd have demonstrations outside basically your buildings, exerting more control over the over the region. Yeah, I I also um, had read stuff about how I read the that UK, too. That's example, very generous. Was potentially I don't know if they have definitely, but was looking mm-hmm. into offering people from Hong Kong like a route into moving to the UK. Yeah, if they if, well, if they have their um, like if they have a UK passport, which a lot of people in Hong Kong do a good number, mm-hmm. then looking at sort of 
streamlining their path to moving to the UK. But then also the UK sort of telling China that this is, you know, this is the agreement that we had and you need to stick to your side That's of true. the That's agreement. True. But so now we're, I don't know, been talk some relationships there seem strained, the a little strained because of that, I think, between the UK and China at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see what happens very alarming. going forward. Yeah, I, I really love Hong Kong and I actually still miss it. And I hope I hope they pull mm-hmm. through. It's going to be very sad. I think the Hong Kong that I've left behind is not well, going to be the same jump. as the yeah, Hong Kong. It's a massive that's jump. Transforming now or. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. But you're in Singapore now, and you mentioned the circuit breaker. Yeah, it's just it's just I their way of calling it the lockdown. I, I think it's their politically it, correct, not panic inducing way bit of, an of calling it a lockdown. Like in the Philippines, in we have the community quarantine, right? General community quarantine is that right? What's it called in in the UK, and if it's different in South Wales? Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they just call it lockdown or like lockdown restrictions. There isn't really a name for it. Yeah, that was it. Just lockdown restrictions. And then every week or every two weeks, they ease some restrictions. Someone makes an announcement and say, oh, starting this day, pubs are open, but you can only sit outside. You can't be like indoors but what's happened actually this week is the government has said we've reached our limit now in terms of easing Mm -hmm. restrictions um i think yeah they've basically said it looks like we've reached the limit we're not going to go ahead and relax any of the other restrictions even though we have a plan to Mm -hmm. we're going to stop here because it looks like in some places, and Manchester is one of those places actually, where there's a local lockdown because cases have been rising. So yeah, yeah there's that. Um, yeah. There hasn't <laughs> Let's get to that later. Kind of names for it, like the same as in the Philippines where, you know, like Cebu, which is where we're both from, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the right term. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, mm. where in Cebu like they had ECQ enhanced community quarantine is that right ECQ for the longest right the longest amount of time in the Philippines was yeah. Cebu which when you think about it isn't that surprising to be honest because it is a relatively small island with a relatively large population and it's like you can't just spread out there is a limit to how spread out you can be on this island um and i mean obviously and the issue even in the very ends of the, issue the really island the cities, there are people with right? covid where it like, is as far a as Bogo. heavier populated but yeah, yeah, I think it's just I read, quite I read dense, about that, yeah. densely populated in those areas. And oh, really? I didn't know that. What I heard from down south, South Cebu, is that 
there were people who had um who caught it but they Mm. were like people who had existing conditions who were going to the hospital relatively regularly for checkups or you know something like dialysis or Mm -hmm. something i'm not entirely sure if it was dialysis but i think it was and that's how they caught it either from traveling there or traveling back or at the hospital potentially but that's how they they caught it that makes sense but yes i mean it seems that If you are in a less densely populated area, then the chances of you catching it are relatively low. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. Whereas in cities, obviously, it just spreads faster. There's a lot more people in a smaller area. But the issue now seems to be what happens in the winter, for example, in Mm -hmm. places in countries that have winters and have colder months or even have rainy months because during those periods people are going to be indoors most of the time and the transmission rate indoors is significantly higher than outdoors obviously but if people are going to be in in enclosed spaces, I never for thought of it that of way time, as something to worry about because I just assumed then? that by then I don't still know. people I really would be don't staying at home I'm, and not. Really I am worried about socializing. the spike that people are talking about. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think that if you're someone who I think I am one of these people who are who's quite like you're sticking to the rules. And for instance, here in Wales, they tell you Mm -hmm. that you can meet people from different households, but you have to do so like outdoors. I think I've only ever seen one person outdoors, um, like in a at the beach. But we were always like two meters apart do you know what I mean but we stick to like stick to your own household you don't I, I haven't walked into anyone else's home that isn't part of the bubble I'm in things like mm-hmm. that um I'm a bit yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little bit paranoid I think about catching it because I don't want to catch it and I don't want to be someone who potentially will catch it not yeah. know I have it and then give it to someone else unknowingly i don't want to be in that position go for out sure just so go around yeah i'm a mask go wearing a hand sanitizing you need to go out more just <laughs> to get more sun at least just to at the moment so. go to the park how often do you go out because there's a park Singapore. right outside our window across the street yeah and um i live really close to the esplanade marina bay sands that circuit where you can go jogging and it's like we walked in that area and it's really nice like oh, I awesome. should be taking advantage of that. People are running in the area, so I, I really should go out more just for health purposes, just get some sun. I know, well, yeah, that also, like, I want to learn how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know how to ride a bike, or I've never... What? Well... <laughs> but a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm shy to say it, but this Wait, is the truth. What? <laughs> my dad tried to teach me once as an adult Wait, but how, it's why like, did i not I know this i got the hang of it or i never really got practice yeah 
But the thing is, my any bike I've had as a child has always Wait, had training wheels, so I don't think it matters. But it's embarrassing to have a training wheels on your bike as an adult. So you can have I trainer wheels. You don't want to do that. Training wheels. That's what yeah. That's what he suggested as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> You could like a tandem bike with Q. We've never nope. And everybody's wait. Everybody how do I not here, know this? So... I'm trying to scour my brain for if we've ever been in a situation where we've had to ride a bike, and I don't <laughs> like think in the we little like in the little sidecar for children. <laughs> well, you can have your husband pull you That's a in nice a tricycle. <laughs> yeah. So here, actually, the, our lockdown was called Circuit yeah, Breaker. Yeah, like, Mano. And we're actually transitioning <laughs> out of Circuit Breaker, and we're in the second phase. So in the first phase, households could yeah. start receiving visitors, and some businesses reopened. Because, like, even in during Circuit Breaker, like, mm-hmm. bubble tea places had to close down. Like, they were part of the, they were part of the lockdown. Now, we're in phase two. Yeah, now we're allowed mm. to go to the mall, but very strict contact tracing measures like we have to register and whenever we enter any store in any mall and whenever we enter the mall i believe the fitness establishments are allowed to operate again and also the museums as well because they were they were closed for circuit breaker and there's a third phase that's supposed to come up but we honestly don't know when that's gonna happen again it's basically the last phase before going back to normal, if that's even possible, or their marker is before there's a vaccine. So phase three is when we'll see limited gatherings, but I believe congregating a church now, it's still not allowed. Phase three, I think you still mm-hmm. won't see any, I'm assuming, concerts of a significant size. So we don't know when phase three is going to happen yet. Or the government hasn't said when they plan to do that. The expectation is that phase two right now will take several months to prevent a second wave. And I'm not sure that we can say that the first wave has really gone down yeah. because we still get about 100 to 300 um, new cases a day, especially in uh, with the migrant workers. I think it's gonna be the same and we've been homebodies. Homebodies. Did I say homebodies? Mm. What do you see happening in the next few months and yeah, that's coming true. up to Christmas? Um, we've... <laughs> You're homebodies as well. That's true. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think that things are going to change. All that it's like your quarantine like buddy. It's like everyone has... Um, well, to go back to obviously not everyone does. Soon. Compared um, to Hong Kong. A lot of people have quarantine buddies, I guess. hibernating in our apartment. So I'm not sure that's going to change. I'm not even sure if we're going home for Christmas. I'm worried about that as well. That's a big change. I don't know, which will be sad. It'll be my if if Aww. I don't manage to get back to Cebu for Christmas, it'll be my first Christmas away from home. Well, away from my family. I know I'm gonna be Aww, so yeah. sad. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll, I'll probably. 
overcompensate by like having super bright lights and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like cooking so much food just to make myself feel better but and that's gonna take yeah, forever we shall see we shall see but i agree with you when you say that you don't see it being much different because mm. unless you have a vaccine yeah how can you say for example that all right everything's back to normal now like there's just no way you can mm. say that knowing what knowing what what we've all yeah. had to go through you know what i mean there's just no way you can flip a switch mm-hmm. and say everything's back to normal now without the vaccine, I feel. So we shall see. I'm hopeful for sure. I feel like there's nothing we can do, really, as far as... I think I, th- I think that cities and countries all over the world have Yeah, but you know, in the Philippines, we're not even sure that's going to happen because I feel like the government is resisting... Reinstating those restrictions that you took that you (laughs) took away. Yeah, I'm practically begging. (laughs) Right. Yes, because I did see that um, where the doctors have said that they're getting overloaded. Right. Yeah. I definitely don't envy the position people in government are in who have to make those sorts of decisions because I'm sure it is really really hard because you're being pulled in different ways right where you sort of feel like one there's people who are catching the virus and are dying and you know that that's happening but then there's also all the people who are really disadvantaged and could also be dying you know like the long-term health effects and societal effects of people who are just at home and who can't work and who have no money because they can't work and that has a huge effect as well on their income obviously and the food that gets put on their table and their long-term health and well-being so i don't know the answer (laughs) i don't know i I don't know how you balance that out and make a decision i don't know (laughs) what do you think (laughs) <laughs> but okay <laughs> and that's true no, I, I don't, um, uh, well i was trying to come up but with no <laughs> we might go to jail for that so <laughs> i felt like it needed a so i'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no <laughs> um no, I was just going to say, but you can't ignore, you can't ignore, you, you just cannot ignore it when actual mm-hmm. doctors and nurses and people working in the medical industry and healthcare That's a very good who work point. in hospitals that are telling you, begging you, right, that we're really struggling to cope. And I don't know what happens next. Literally, don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah, as far as my own feeling, I think I just feel really fortunate that I'm sort of in a situation, I guess, where work-wise, I'm sort of okay. 
I'm lucky enough that I I, I do feel really lucky actually. And you're likely that I going to get an extension as well, especially with the lab work my being funding suspended. Is secure for my entire in the entirety mm. of my PhD, so like my yeah. job isn't yeah. at risk. Like I'm not at risk of Same. being fired. I, I'm very, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I have I still have an income. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And that continues, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're And we can there. be and home. We have I the option of just staying quite, home and still being okay. They know what's at stake. And our families they are okay home. for the most part, you know. So, I'm sure they're stressed especially out, but they're okay. In such a high risk location as in the Philippines. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in Cebu, you know, where wow. it was, like I said, ECQ for a while there, for a long time. But yeah, because, you know, in, even in the subdivision, oh. they didn't they didn't allow people to jog for I'm a while. You weren't allowed to go jogging. that same experience. Yeah, yet, you had to stay home. So. My brother was Ginger like, close, so people I can't go jogging. To jog and because he jogging, jogs quite a lot. You can still somehow manage social yeah, distancing you had to just when you're stay jogging, home. Right? Yeah. But no, it must be weird. Like for somewhere like Singapore uh-huh. that is basically the city is the country, right? I guess what I'm trying what try what I'm trying to get at is imagine That's true. an outbreak in a country the size of Singapore where can you imagine forty thousand deaths in Singapore? Mm-hmm. Like that that would just be catastrophic for the entire country like you just you just don't want to be in a position where that is even a possibility so i guess it makes sense to be super super strict i know there are countries like certain countries in europe for example that haven't locked down really Mm -hmm. at all and and i read this article that was saying that you know talking about the effects of not locking down at all and that their cases are actually rising all this stuff which kind of makes sense but i don't know i'm not obviously an expert we're not experts in this field we're not experts so we're, we we can't sort of advise yeah. people or tell yeah, people what they should do except the that they should relax wear a mask and wash their hands and you know, sanitize friends over keep your distance from people you don't know do or who aren't part of your household That's true. But what meme, though? Yeah. Have you seen um, that meme? I don't know. I love our generation where we're just like, did you see that meme? It's just how we <laughs> communicate. Oh. Um, but it was something like, oh, I'm watching, I'm watching everyone's Instagram stories so I know who to avoid. <laughs> because, like, I don't know. I definitely have seen stories of people who are like, you're hanging out with all these people? You're having, like, all these people at your house? I'm definitely not going to hang out with you. (laughs) But yeah. I think, like, um, something that I'm very, very conscious of as well is that Hugh's parents... And the fact that 
you we can see, see them, them who are obviously deal. older. Do you so have like social we're distance, very conscious socially distance gathering to them, infecting them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because we'll probably be okay, but you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, so we formed. You can form an extended household with with another like okay. house. Well, that's so nice. You can have two that's unheard of two here. Houses that are During one circuit breaker, extended household. Basically, couldn't see your relatives. But you have to stay in that bubble, and you can't like switch out your household. You have that's your bubble. So we formed a mm. bubble. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there was a while where you just, you could not for months, you could not. And then the last month, no, July, I think it was, sometime in July, yeah. you, you, you were then able to do that. So we formed an extended household of me, Hugh, yeah. his parents, and then his sister. So we don't really see anyone else, just us. <laughs> we don't really go anywhere, to be honest. Whenever we go places, it's always like going for a walk somewhere outdoors that kind of stuff um i've been to the supermarket like things like that and then wear wear a mask all the time whenever yeah. i go in actually we we wear we wear a mask as well when yes. we're outdoors that's where there where there are other people because sometimes you can go on a walk but there aren't other people so You're i don't okay. wear a mask then the job security is like still there in the countryside don't for know example how that's gonna change but like once there are there are other people he's been servicing sure the airbnb because, for work and he's you just never know. able to work from home <laughs> how is your family i think i'm just worried about you know how long is this gonna go because it's mm. not there's only so much leeway you get for staying at home and it's more of how is the community going to affect business locally so that's a big question mark yeah until we're there hmm. groceries for sure for people yeah. who are starting a home-based baking business we won't really always know, like, finding the like key ingredients out of stock now, for i example. think home deliveries or home-based businesses, businesses are doing well i think the there moment. are a lot more and so i feel like the pie mm. is being shared by more people well for sure food panda and Deliveroo are raking it in but i read that their business model isn't actually profitable so Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. During SARS in Hong Kong, because I was talking to somebody who did supply mm. industrial cleaning solutions, like that was good. So I'm sure they're uh, I always experiencing think, like, very good business right now. Quite well. <laughs> oh yeah, Qantas laid off a few thousand people. Mm. That's true. I mean, obviously, it airlines like gonna are be doing a lot more very, expensive. very, very badly. It's just how how or what is air travel gonna be like going I feel forward? Like it's the latter. Yeah, Qantas cut down six thousand. You think to so? Not cheaper. Jobs. Do you think it it'll be cheaper to get more people the to fly, or more expensive closing, because I think there, were, there will be less yeah, flights? I haven't been really keeping okay, an eye on you know the Singapore restaurants here because I'm not familiar with them, but definitely mm. some restaurants in Manila are closing down or have closed down. Mm. 
yeah i guess they're put in a really difficult position where obviously they still have to pay staff if they want to keep open but they also need to pay rent and i guess rent is a huge amount of their expenses a huge fraction of the expenses but then perhaps you know they're not getting foot traffic Mm -hmm. obviously i feel like a lot of people who do order from restaurants actually i don't know this is just my sort of instinct my feeling right i i I'd be interested to hear what you think, but I feel like people who tend I to order from are more restaurants about are people who have tried that place before, rather now. than people who stu- you know like, like you're walking people, down the street and you stumble upon this place and think, oh, shall we try it, this? Right? Because what it's something do you new, think? It's something out of the ordinary, and of course, in our case, like we're new here, so of course we have to try. We have no choice. Every restaurant mm. we're gonna try, it's gonna end up being new. So. Yeah, I don't think I'm experiencing that where you're not really faithful to a new restaurant and in fact you might be more compelled to try new things as a way of like supporting the community or local businesses. Yeah. That's a really good point, what you mentioned about everything is new to you because you're in a new place. Actually, a lot of those apps like Food Panda or Deliveroo or Uber Eats or here we have Just Eat as well is quite good at, you know, just yeah. paring down, for instance, like if you're looking for, oh, today I fancy Italian and then you go down and click Italian and it just gives you a selection and then you can order it according to review or star or whatever and decide then. We Burger a lot because yeah. I has miss been, you know, like your favorite rice burgers meals, your favorite restaurants, that kind that of thing in, in this time Korean in this period of phase. being and home And I always like Korean food. But aside from that, we actually haven't been sticking to anything. Yeah, and I think we're taking advantage of that. Because when we were in Des Moines, I cooked a lot because there was not a lot of places we can go to to eat. I mean, there were a few good restaurants there and that was it. So I think now we're taking advantage of us being new and trying out new places. Although in Singapore, a lot of people have been eating out. So the restaurants are full. Like you usually need to make a reservation if you want to eat somewhere. Otherwise, you're not going to get a place to eat. You're not going to find a place to eat on a Friday night. It's quite busy actually. Like on a Friday night. Yeah, the restaurants are full and the streets are small. So you're going to pass each other. I guess it's just really getting used to the idea of wearing masks everywhere we oh, go, wow. checking in at any restaurant, or at any store, having our temperature check. Yeah, when you enter any property. So if you're at a mall, you, you get a temperature check to enter the mall. And then sometimes when you go in the store, you get a temperature check there too. And then you have to Is check that what in they do? They, both they at the mall entrance and at the store entrance. And that's a platform provided by the government. So it's not any ad hoc thing that the stores make. It's the government system that they follow. Mm, okay. Okay, okay. That's quite good. Yeah. Uh, I, I always think it's quite good if the government yeah, is the one besides, who Yeah, and besides, if you're a businessman and like, something happens the rule within and everyone can follow like, rather than having different rules in every do that, establishment kind of in trouble. you visit, and then it's a little bit more difficult to cope almost. <laughs> 
Because we could, like, you know, the whole transition thing, like, we could have just included that whole without. How has. You know what I, you know what I mean? It feels silly that lockdown. What's we're your, doing what it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't actually have a routine. Um, yeah, sorry. For this year, I've been really good with exercising <laughs> every day. But for some reason lately, it's been yeah, sporadic okay. three times sorry, a week of yoga. That. And I'm wondering, you yeah. know, if it's just me. I'm wondering where the exhaustion is coming from. I'm wondering if it's because I need to watch what I eat more. It's just I really don't have the energy for anything. Exactly. That's why it's so weird. Yeah, I think it's generally... I felt more tired. Mm. Which is strange because we're not necessarily doing more things because you're just at home. But, yeah, but I think that a lot of our energy comes from doing things Mm. almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, the more you do, the more you're like, yeah, let's do more things. Because I feel like a lot of my days operate from a place of once i start i can carry on and carry on and carry on starting anything Mm. is the most difficult thing for me so whether that's like a workout it's like that build up of before starting it's like ugh, it's so like i don't want to do this i don't want to start but once i start i'm completely fine and i can be like oh 10 more minutes yeah sure 10 more minutes 20 more minutes whatever i can do it but when you're like just sat a lot of the time Mm -hmm. it's just hard to get the motivation energy desire to want to do anything it's very like inertia right very much an object at rest (laughs) remains spoken like a true physicist i feel like now like a (laughs) physicist would be a good person to turn to for life advice (laughs) because you know we talk about the first law of motion the second law of motion and then you have that makes a lot of sense you know it's pretty good don't beat yourself up too much about it (laughs) Why is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just how it is, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people, I read this thing as well. I don't know if it was, I think it was just a survey of people. And they were talking about how, in general, people have experienced poorer sweet sleep quality in lockdown. Mm-hmm. And it seems sort of counterintuitive. But I don't know. I think for me, I just sleep better once I've had like a nice Mm. productive day where I'm a little bit more active. Then I sleep better. My sleep quality is better. I sleep earlier. I wake up earlier. And I just generally feel good and accomplished almost. But when everything's kind of very samey, you're just sat around all day, every day, even when you're like, even when you're actually or do working, you feel which, like which I have been, but I've you know, been doing a lot of reading it, and writing and doing a lot work, more and you're just sat down all because the there's time. not much else so to do. I've really work. needed some active time as well, whether it's a walk or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's hard to separate work from mm-hmm. not work, so this is something I was doing early on in lockdown mainly because I had a deadline Mm -hmm. that was approaching so I kind of felt like it was okay to do it because I had a deadline where I would just 
work and work and work and work maybe take a break here but then just work until midnight and then like work have dinner work kind of there's not a very clear boundary i guess i guess it depends how you work as well as a person how you how you're like but i think i definitely Mm -hmm. benefit from breaks so i'm on holiday at the moment i booked a week off work and yeah i just did not do anything i checked my emails i checked my emails about once a day mainly because i need to make sure that if an important email comes through about lab openings i see it but i've received emails that people have responded to me about a question i asked previously or an email about something i need to do that isn't urgent i don't have to do it in the next week and i just haven't replied i, I don't feel mm-hmm. like i have to reply because i'm on holiday so i don't do things like that i haven't done any work the last yeah. week it's just all kind of fun stuff i guess like going on walks um what did i do i went on a walk <laughs> um thinking about getting a bicycle <laughs> yeah had a barbecue mm. you know it's things nice. like that outside no, in i the mean garden. it's nice that you get to go do what all else? of those things went to the I'm beach but i didn't it, it was it was um drizzling so i didn't i only waded like i didn't swim it was also really really cold actually mm. but yeah i don't know what do you think I, it was something I could not do when we were in Manchester. Yeah, and it was getting really, nice. really claustrophobic. And so when mm, we had I guess the, it's been okay. like the opportunity really and it was okay to, to then come I down dinner, here, I can't see we did so, because it's, yeah, it's, it's just more nicer. Of that, or like when I get really excited so, about a project. How has your I sleep spend, been? I end up not sleeping at all because I, I spend the night thinking about it. It's more of that for me. yeah yeah and it's mm. not for like uh well that's a good thing at least that it's sort of excitement rather than understand why yeah I, I don't know if it's because of it's more negative do you know what i mean or... i don't know it's sort so, of like i have i'm gonna have to look into that i feel like i really need to start eating oh my better. gosh that's awesome uh I think later on, yeah, like, but when I was, like, early on, I would wake up. Was it good quality sleep? But then I just get so tired, like, you know, I just be lying down on the bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like sleep is, I think, personally, mm-hmm. um, for me, um, such an important part mm-hmm. of how I feel. Where if I have horrible sleep, I'm just, I'm just a little bit grumpy. Just as a, it's a given. I'll be a little grumpy all day, just because I've been so tired. Whereas if I've had a nice sleep, I'm instantly I wake up and I'm like that was a good <laughs> I feel really nice um something that has been like like I, I don't have much of a routine either I kind of just have I have a few things that mm-hmm. happen 
weekly for example like I have my weekly Mm -hmm. research group meeting that's on Wednesdays and then I have my one-on-one meeting with my supervisor on Fridays and then I might have extra meetings somewhere there um, about random stuff if needed but those are the main things and so I kind of fit everything else around that I guess and I just give myself like a little goal each week that I want mm-hmm. to have done so that by the time I speak to my supervisor, I can say, this is what I've done. This is what I found out. What do you think? This is what I think I'll do next. What do you think? Kind of thing. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes I literally will come to the meeting and say, this is what I've done. I'm confused. I don't know what I'm doing. And then he helps me figure it out. And then some weeks I'll come and be like, I did all of this and this is what I got. These are the results. This is the graph and it looks amazing. Um, like, like it looks good. Do you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you've, you've put together all your data yeah, and you're yeah. like, this is what I got. This is how it looks like. And then yes, it's great. And then you can carry on to something else. But most of the time it's, I've done this little bit of thing, but I need to do loads of other things and it's very incremental, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, completely fine. Um, but yeah, there's that. I think as far as a daily oh. routine, I have, I think, two things really that are kind of... I I always talk about it as like my anchors for the day. <laughs> um, because... If I don't do it, it and it, it does not matter what time I wake um, up. Yeah, it's whether I wake up like at seven in the morning or I wake up at like noon. Yeah. My first thing I have in the morning is when I wake up is always the same thing, and I have like a breakfast shake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like my my ritual for the day, and which I do is it. That? It's like what I have every single day, and it's the same shake pretty much that I've had for three years. <laughs> I'm like a creature of habit when it comes to like food. <laughs> it's like a really boring shake, actually. Um, and I change, I don't change it up much. But basically, I have, um, when I first started having the shake, I would have like soy based product oh, so it's, it's like it's not something you make soy I mean, milk it's not something you um that's make like a coffee flavored soy milk a dark chocolate flavored soy milk you could have like a chocolate caramel mm-hmm. they have as well i think or a coffee caramel something like that yeah i do so that's the that's the milk i guess mm-hmm. and then ice it's nice with ice <laughs> mm-hmm. ice and then um usually the only fruit i usually put in there is banana um i have in the past put things like spinach in but i don't really like it so i tend to just do banana um and then mm-hmm. i have protein powder and then once in a while i'll maybe do some peanut butter as well or like some almond butter or Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have this powdered supplement thing that I put in as well. That's wow. supposed to be good for people who have 
polycystic ovarian syndrome, which I do. Um, And then it depends as well. Sometimes I put um, like raw cacao powder Hmm. or I'll put like flaxseed, you know, like random stuff like that. But my, my, I guess my base is the milk, ice and protein powder and then everything else I switch up. But then I've now switched from soy milk to almond milk. So like a coffee-flavored almond milk, which I mix with a little bit of chocolate-flavored almond milk as well. And then I also put a little bit of unsweetened almond milk that's plain, just so that it's not I like what you super say about sweet like or super accurate. coffee. It's a source of comfort um, in these uncertain times. Yeah. Sometimes you just need but that's sort of my drink. <laughs> and I like it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't like to chew in the morning. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, like, it's reliable. Like you said. I don't even do that anymore. It's the thing that you have all the time. It's the same thing you've always had. So that's sort of my morning. And then in the evenings, it's just my skincare stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Which... Yeah, yeah. Like, like really, really um, simple. Like, wash your face, cleanser, um, I might use a serum here, like, a serum here or there, Mm -hmm. and then, like, a moisturizer, that's it, but I always find that because I've, when when I make sure that I do that in the evenings, when I wake up in the morning, my face isn't dry, because I tend to have dry, dry skin in, like, overnight, Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah but I don't know it's just then when I wake up and then if I want to put makeup on on that day then my skin's already okay do you know what I mean like it's already hydrated it's already moisturized it doesn't feel dry and you're starting mm-hmm. from like scratch it's like the night before has already cool. made your skin feel okay I think so so in the morning, you don't have to do much. Like, you wash your face. That's true. But you don't have to do much. Okay. I don't know. If that makes sense. I don't know. I think I just want to feel Or maybe productive. it's just... Or I, th- I think a lot of it is just food. a comfort sometimes thing. Sometimes we cook, sometimes. It's very, like, ritualistic, and it, it makes you feel or good. Or just for changing environment. Do you have any everyday must-dos? Nothing really. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of For A While. We really hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for more from us. We have a new episode up every Monday. And in the meantime, it would help us out so, so much if you rated our podcast, if you left us a comment or some feedback, and do subscribe so you're notified whenever we upload something new. Until the next episode, have a great day, have a great week. We'll talk to you then. Bye.